the WrestleGeddon Podcast. For over three years, the best of the worst wrestling podcasts. Like we are live and in color here on the WrestleGeddon podcast. Started off real quick here. Um, been a rough couple. It's been a rough week this week uh, for wrestling fans in general. Heartbreaking for us as well. Um, just want to kick it off by saying send nothing but our thoughts and prayers and good vibes. Good vibes to the, the families of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Um, both passed away this week. Bray very unexpectedly. Big shock to all of us in the wrestling world. Bray was just an amazing, creative talent. Um, it's very shocking to have it taken so early in life, only 36 years old. Um, Terry Funk, trailblazer in his own right. You can literally claim him as one of the kings of the death matches. Um, definitely left a grand legacy behind as well. Start off on a somber note, but let's get into it. Um, I, of course, am one of your main hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined, as always, by the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And we got a special guest on the show tonight. Give it up for our man, Link. Word. What up, though? <laughs> uh, we're still waiting for Garrett G-Money Mun. He is running a little late, um, so he'll join us as soon as he gets on. Oh, awesome stuff here. Yes. Episode 200, big milestone. Carl, how you feeling tonight? Okay. Carl, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Here you are. Oh. We're live, pal. Come on. Hey, hey I'm, I'm, this is your... Uh... Website, man. It says my mic's on. Okay. I don't know. This is the first time using the StreamYard for us, so um, bear with us here. We'll get some nuggets working out. But, yeah. Oh. So, um, do you know where Garrett's at tonight? Uh, Garrett, uh, I believe he got arrested, right? He got arrested? Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah, he got arrested. Uh, apparently, him and his friend uh, Donald uh, had a bunch of like espionage stuff going on uh, in the government, so he had to go uh, be arraigned. Awesome! So, we how many times we told Garrett to stop hanging out with Donald? Uh, quite a few. Keep doing it. He knows he's nothing but Trump. Just because he's got all that money doesn't mean he can get himself out of all this trouble. Just does not listen. Oh, awesome. Always random. Just like our random band entrance theme of the week. Uh, we had White gonna have myself. Uh, we had 
White Snake this week, and I totally forgot to pick a song. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not you're not missing much. Uh, <laughs> not a very good catalog, <laughs> unless you want to fuck your opponent. Uh, not a very good, not a very good man. <laughs> uh, a whole lot of whole lot of fucking going on with White Snake. So, uh, yeah. So I guess um, I'm just gonna go with here I go again and call the day. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with uh, ready and willing. Because <laughs> the Tennessee Jesus is always ready. <laughs> for, for whatever. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, I guess we'll wait to see what we get from Garrett. But uh, what we got for next week? <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty funny. We got Simon and Garfunkel. Fuck. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> so we're, we're going to be coming out to like bridge over trouble water or something. You want me to redo it or is that good? That, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll wait till uh, Garrett gets on to go over some of the new stuff. Um, Garrett's going to kind of be lost with all the Attitude Era stuff, which is why uh, Link is with us tonight. Big fan of the Attitude Era. Um, and he's been dying to get on here to debate uh, some of that stuff with us. So let's go ahead and kick it off here. Episode 200. Let's take it back to the 90s. Uh, oh, the yeah. Attitude Era, the Monday Night Wars. Oh, um, everyone knows my stance on the Attitude Era. Um, generally, overall, it was just... Uh, Let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. So, um, it did create some great stars like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, but for the most part, it was just Vince Russo and Vince McMahon. Like, oh, here, let's try this shit. We'll throw that at the wall. If it sticks, we'll run with it. If not, then we'll try something else. And case in point with Gold Dust, how they kept changing his damn gimmick, and then they made him like some S&M bop. Bondage free Luna. <laughs> I like. I don't know. Uh, this was cool, man. <laughs> well, um, I agree with with everything that you said, but the thing is, right, with them throwing so much at the wall, a lot of things did stick. They stuck pretty strong too. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, I one, two, three kid was cool, but everybody remembers X Pac though. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's the thing, the like blue blood, if we didn't have you know, six Pac, we wouldn't have X Pac. You're absolutely right. You're at, but I'm saying though, like how far uh, behind was like the beginning of the attitude versus you know like the nitro raw thing was you know what I'm saying it was a that was a he that was a quick change right there like they was flip flopping back and forth between those, those you know what I'm saying so sixty four weeks you said it was how many sixty four weeks 
that Nitro was on top of WWE. So, like, like I said, you know, the six did lead to, like I said, I think those moments, that was the the beginning, the precursor to, you know, what became, oh, yeah, that's what we need to do, you know? Yeah. And, and like I said, it was a lot of creative, <laughs> a lot of creative uh things on it. Like I said, it, did I love all of it? No. Um, did it provide for great entertainment at the time, especially as a juvenile child? Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, well, yeah, I mean, kid, it, like, it was great for us, like, especially like in your teens and everything, like. Yeah, all this yeah. angst, and you're seeing like Stone Cold Steve Austin walk around like stunning his boss. Like, exactly. You know, having a job exactly. at that time, all that time I was working at Denny's, and like that's all I wanted to do was go give my boss a stunner because he was a jackass. <laughs> that's what, and a lot of people relate. That's why he was one of those things that that kind of stuck. I I asked my friend earlier. I was like, "Yo, if you were to name the like." biggest three wrestlers that you know right who would they be and you know he he ended up saying like uh hulk hogan ultimate warrior and sting <laughs> but you know i I was like but the rock though like have we you never seen that and that you know rocky maivia was always around but when he became the rock though that was during a certain era, you know? So... Well, the Rocky Maivia was, like, at the very start of that. They were going from, like, the, the wrestle crap gimmicks into the Attitude Era, which a lot of that changed because of WCW. Going more, like, reality... Like, not really reality-based, but more, like, edgier. And then yeah. you can take a lot of that stuff, too. Like, WCW, ECW, all forced a change in WWE to change the way that they did their program. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, it, but obviously after the change, yeah, they they were able to stand the test of time. So they must have been doing something right, <laughs> you know. Because like they, I said, they know how to make stars. So. It, At least when there's competition, they know how to make stars. When there's no competition, they don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that. Whose fault is that? Them or the competition? <laughs> you know, like, it, like it, I, I'm pretty sure if they could entice the stars to, you know, come on their platforms, then, yep. you know. But when it's lo- looking like okay, I can actually become somebody over here versus you know, helping to build this brand. Thing. A lot of those people are gonna make a certain decision, but um, Carl, what's your what's your take on all of it? On um, what I got, I got cut off, so I don't know where uh, we're at in the question. Attitude era in general, like what's your overall attitude? Attitude era in general. I mean, it's my my favorite era. Uh, I mean, you said they were throwing shit, but I mean, I guess I like the smell of shit. Uh, <laughs> like ninety seven, ninety eight. 99, probably like three best years in wrestling for me. I will say that they did find a way to have the story for everything, which is what they're struggling to do now. Like, they just have like these main focuses now, like with Roman and the Bloodline and 
um, Judgment Day and like a couple yeah. things here with division. Whereas that think- time, everyone that was on TV was involved in some kind of story, which was what they're showing. Yeah. I think the biggest thing about the Attitude Era that they kind of got wrong today is Attitude Era, you didn't know what the hell was going to happen, right? Like, you tuned in uh, Monday to Raw or Nitro, you didn't know, or ECW even, you didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Like, I can tell you, you know, next Roman Reigns match, he's probably going to win, you know? But you didn't know if Stone Cold was going to drop the title to Mankind. You did, or the Undertaker. You know what I mean? Like it was just unpredictable. So, you think about then versus now with the internet. Like you're really getting into not a whole lot with the internet during the Attitude Era, where where you are now. Do you think that's kind of watered down what's going on with that, as opposed to back then? Like seeing like like you think when Hall and Nash jumped to WCW, nobody knew what the hell was going on. Like now, like as soon as someone's contract is up, it's all over the internet. Like so and so's contract's up, they're not resigning, they're not doing this. But like, yeah, with stuff with stuff like that. But I mean, I know like there's certain things like you're just you know is going to happen now without the internet. But what I'm saying is like in in on Raw or on Nitro, you didn't know like as far as like storylines, like you didn't know who was going to win what. Like, because they was always throwing curveballs at you because they had to compete with each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, the internet's disgusting. Um, <laughs> it, it, it definitely, uh, made, it, it took what would have been, like, great reality TV and just made it reality reality, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, uh, so what happened we got from away from the ruthless aggression era into now because we're now more of like the reality based era where it's not really focused on the characters but more so um like that actual person like right care that you know there's a there's a wrestling garbage man anymore like we <laughs> care about that actual person now. exactly like, behind the scenes uh, uh, it's, it's- that's what I'm saying. Like, I just want to see the the, the the postman versus the. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know why that's on. Go away. Um, so with that. Um, we talked a little bit about storylines, and you know that was kind of like peak for WWE, WWF up until like you had some good storylines throughout the ruthless aggression era, and through now with the bloodline being like the main focus of modern wrestling right now. But like we said, the Attitude Era had more storylines for everyone that was on TV. Um, so if they were on TV. There's a reason why they're on TV. There's a reason why they're fighting somebody or in a match with somebody or building up to a match with somebody, whereas now it's kind of like, especially with AEW, let's just throw these people together and see what happens, type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me, I'm type person. It, And it's not even about the specific characters at hand. 
I'm ignorant, right? So, like, the stupider the better. You know what I'm saying? Like, show me some ridiculous, like, you know what I mean? Like, Anytime. Any wrestler with the poison that likes to spit in people's face, like that's yeah, give me those guys and then hit them with a little kick after you know what I mean. That's those are the type of things that I like to see, you know what I mean. Take take me away from like you know the normal r- reality TV that we see on a day to day basis, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but that's just that's just me and my my. My, my my pleasure in you know getting ignorance on a daily basis. I listen to drill music, by the way. That's that's yeah. <laughs> all right. I uh, like Garrett's it. finally. I have. What's going on? What's up, Garrett? What's up? We're talking about the the nineties, man. The nineties. Yeah. I was barely born. Barely born. <laughs> Twinkle in your father's eye. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you've gone back and watched some like Attitude Era, especially like some of the papers. Uh, we're talking like general overall thoughts. Um, um, I mean, Attitude Era is what it is. I mean, it kind of set up a lot of other things. So, I mean, each era has its own purpose. It kind of leads into the next era, whether we want to. Believe it or not, that is true. We got from the attitude era. We got progression. Yep, had some kind of change because that stuff wasn't working anymore. So, and then out comes John Cena to challenge Kurt Angle because he's got ruthless aggression. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. <clears throat> he uh, surely does. Father, Garrett, did you pick a White Snake song? Well, I don't. I did, but I got to make sure I didn't pick the same song as any of you did. So, I did. Here I go again, and Carl's was ready and willing. Oh, well, I'm trying to remember which one I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did still the night, so it's all good. We didn't pick the same songs. Uh, next week is Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, I saw. I cried a little. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, so we talked storylines. Um, Garrett, how do you feel like storyline wise for like say Attitude Era versus now? Um, I mean, I kind of feel like you do like outside of like the the big like your awesome your rocks, you know. Outside of those like top guys, like I think some of the storylines kind of lacked, and they just kind of had to put one of the big three or four you had in the company at the time against one of the not so strong guys to even get them over in the attitude area, in my opinion. What now? Repeat that, Garrett. So what I'm saying is like, so obviously you have your top four guys that you had in the attitude area. Top two, who's, if you want to go there. Who's the well, top four? Well, there's more. Got Austin. There's way more. Austin. There's way more. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, go ahead. Who, who, who do you who you got? Go ahead. There's way more. There's way more than four, though. Are we just Let talking WWE? Talking WCW? Let me hear all right, them. No, we're talking about WWE. WWE is what we're talking about. Okay, you got The Rock. You got Steve Austin. You have The Undertaker. You have Kane. You have Mick Foley. Uh, 
You have Ken Shenrock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Mm. Way more than four. I guess. You say so. Were the Hardy brothers back outside? Were they outside back then? They were with like the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. That's a lot of names. Whatever. So and that and that's this this is WWE. I mean, we're not talking about WCW where you had Hollywood Hogan, Sting, uh, Big Papa Pump, Lex Luger, Kevin Sullivan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 You know, ECW had Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Braven, Stevie Richards, Taz. What's up? I was saying there was more than four. Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, yeah. Yeah. Sabu. Well, since we're on ECW, why don't we the influence ECW had on like the two main brands. Like, uh, uh, definitely brought a hardcore element to it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel ECW having the more edgier product forced WWF and WCW at the time to kind of push their product a little more edgier because I saw the traction that they were getting. I mean, case in point, like you see all these guys jump ship from ECW to one of those two major companies during that time frame, too. And all because, like, they were had some kind of following behind them or they're creating this buzz in that company that, you know, especially WCW sniped the shit out of ECW. Um, what was it? That? Todd Gordon was, like, feeding WCW information about contracts ending and all this other stuff, so they were able to snag talent like that, which is insane. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, ECW was pretty much like the forerunner of like the Attitude Era as far as like um, I mean, WCW to an extent kind of had like a little bit of it um, with some of the matches they did, you know, like with war games and stuff like that. But, uh, um, you know, you've you seen uh, like a little bit of color on, on uh, or blood, whatever you want to call it, on uh, WCW. But WWE was, you know, pretty, you know, like it is now, like PG before ECW. And then, you know, uh, you know, you had to follow a script or, Stay on there. I'm trying to remember what do they call the era now? I think it's a modern era. Nah, it's something dumb. Yeah. It's like big <laughs> ugly ass belt there. Dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> the acknowledgement era. The acknowledgement era. I mean, you're not wrong. I like that one. That's my favorite. 
All right, let's get into. Um, we kind of touched a little bit on like some of the feuds, but like you mainly had like a lot of your big feuds from the Attitude Era. Like you're looking at WWF, like Austin and McMahon, Bret and Michaels, um, Austin and Undertaker, The Rock and Austin, and, um, The Rock and Triple H, The Nation versus DX. Like those are your big feuds. And like Eric was saying, like that mainly included like your top guy. Like there really wasn't like anything that that compared to those feuds. Like you had like Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart, um, and then you had like Shamrock and was it Shamrock and Blackman, something like that, or Severn? Yeah, yeah. Like you had some of that in there too that sprinkled in, but that really didn't you know, stick as well as, like, your Austin McMahon or Austin and Undertaker, Triple H and The Rock and all that. So even, like, Michaels and Undertaker, Michaels and Brett, like, all that stuff is what drew people into the show. And that's what you want in those big name feuds. Yeah, but, I mean, the story is what made them big name feuds, and you had so many of them. It's not like, you know, one person consistently over, like, um, like the Undertaker Kane storyline, that's a pretty good storyline, right? Yeah, no, it was it was definitely something that was different, and it wasn't like your typical run of the mill thing that they were doing, uh, bringing in Kane and you know the Undertaker, you know, thought to be dead brother, and Paul Bearer turning on Undertaker and all that. So, um, but I mean, we got great matches and views between like the Hardys and the Dudleys, the Hardys, Edge and Christian, the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. Um, and as far as like the tag team division, um, you had Stephanie Man and Tess, and then that ended up uh, leading into the Triple H thing, and then you know they got married out of it. McMahon Helmsley era. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did figure out yeah. what the, the current era is called, if you'd like to know. Okay. It's called the new era. Bullshit, right? So they basically just the new gen, the new generation from like pre attitude era, which was a new generation. So now it's the new era. Mm-hmm. Just drop the new gen. Yep. <laughs> so lame. Oh yeah, uh, another good storyline. Well, it wasn't really a good storyline, oh, but uh, uh, Val Venus sleeping with Ken Shinrock's sister. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Val Venus gotten the most. The chick from Firefly too. They tried to chop off my man's. That's crazy. They Lorena bobbitted my man's. That's wild. <laughs> Oh, awesome! Poor Val. Yeah, that was. There was a lot of moments in that attitude there. Like, I'll I'll give it that. Like, there's some that are that stick out that they focus a lot on. Um, I'll talk about one thing that Carl is uh well versed in: USWA and the relationship with WWE during that time period. Um. Yeah, I mean they they kind of had like a a relationship going back prior to the Attitude Era. It kind of started with the the steroid uh, 
the steroid scandal, uh, Vince McMahon, like in case he went to jail, uh, was setting up Jeff Jarrett's dad, Jerry Jarrett, as like the runner of WWF, uh, in case he went to jail. Um, so then the USWA became uh, kind of like a developmental uh, territory for WWE. And then you've seen, um, you know, the McMahon character debuted in USWA uh, before he ever, you know, made made a debut on uh, a WWF. And so they kind of bounced off a lot, of, a lot of things there, like the uh, Nation of Domination, like the original one, not the the later one with the Rock. Uh, but yes, I had other talent that came through there, like Rocky Maivia, uh was Flex Cavana there. Um, Stunning Steve Austin came through. Uh, a lot of people that you end up seeing in ECW and WWE came through there. One of the big things that really caught fire was the Nation of Domination. And that started, like Carl said, started in USWA with, um, uh, you had like D'Lo and, you know, pretty much the original nation that debuted first with Farouk, um, had, um, Wolfie D, JC Ice, um, D'Lo and like a whole bunch of random people that didn't stick around before they added, you know, like Chain, or I'm not Chain, um, the Godfather, um, it wasn't just like all black dudes, it was like a mix of like a mix of different, yeah. Guys. Yeah, you had they actually split up, they split up the D or the DOA and then the um Los, Los Mariquas or whatever, yeah, because you had Brian Adams, um, who was Crush at the time, so you had Crush, yeah. you had Savio Vega, um, then you had like someone else because there was like three groups that split off of the original nation, like Carl said, Los Bariquas and uh, the DOA. I can't remember what the other one was off the top of my head. There might have been a but, um, but even then, like, then you had, like, that big faction warfare between the three of them where, you know, then Farouk brings in, you know, The Rock and Kama and, you know, Hilo was still kind of there in the background, but he came to the front and had more of an active role. And then, you know, that iteration of the nation with those those four guys, and then they brought then you bring in Mark Henry and you get rolling with that, and then you get into that feud with DX and you go from there and it launches skyrockets the rock, the superstardom. So all because of something that they had in USWA that Vince liked and pulled it up to WWF. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it, it's crazy though. Like you know, looking back at it, like I, I tell the story all the time. Is like you know, seeing uh, you know, he was Flex Cavana, he was the Rock, but just thinking like, man, this dude kind of sucks. Because uh, <laughs> that was before he was the Rock, you know. And it's like the main event would be like Too Sexy Brian Christopher, or you know, most people know him as like Grandmaster Sexy, and it's like you know. Couple years later, you know, uh, in WWE, uh, Grandmaster Sexy is Mick Carter, you know, and then Rock is like this huge superstar. It's just, it's just crazy how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But even on that same note, they were just almost as popular. Everyone freaking loved Tupul. Like, yeah. after, you know, they took off with, you know, added Rikishi to the group and were 
Yeah, yeah. When they switched over to too cool, uh, but when they was too much, like, I don't think they had too much, uh, oh, they, too they much traction. No pun intended. All right. Um, any final thoughts on the Attitude Era before we jump ship to the regularly scheduled programs? I just, w- I just want to say, Garrett and Chris, uh, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> the Attitude Era was awesome. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. And that's my, my final thoughts on it. I lean more towards oh. the Sorry. <laughs> Um, I I love the attitude there. Um, like I said, it's uh, it created the uh, the stars that that the people actually know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every every generation had a set of stars, but you know, every um, every generation has its token. But uh, I, the Hulk never did a Jumanji. I don't think. Um. You know what I'm saying? The whole no, 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 it's no. Urban Commando. Uh, I mean, Sting was cool, but you know, you know, everybody knows that Austin 316 shit. I'm just saying, like, you yeah. know. I mean, my my grandma, my grandma song. knows. Yeah, my grandma knows Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, she well, she's not alive today, but there's no way she would know who Roman Reigns is. Just saying. The the level of stardom kind of hit different in from that era. The the ones that turn. I mean, you gotta look at who Triple H. Like like I said, the Blue Blood was cool, but when he became the game, he he married the boss's wife. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? like you gotta give. I mean, I'm just saying they they made some different types of stars out that attitude era. That's why my stance is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully. Everybody has a right to their own opinion. Looks like looks like we and say that's why we do this podcast. Wrestling is art and art is subjective. So yep. Awesome. All right, Derek, you're welcome to stick around for the rest of the show if you want. Um it's gonna get into some I might tap back in. Uh, let me let me handle a little bit of business. If, if y'all if y'all still on, I'll I'll, I'll tap back in with y'all. But right. if not, y'all have a good night. I'll catch up with. Hopefully, I get to come back again. You know, and, and bless y'all with my presence. And you know, I I I, I, re- I really only know the attitude there. But you know, my girl loves all all the air. So you know what I'm saying. I can have her. Uh- all you need to do is to acknowledge your tribal chief, and you could be on this podcast any day of the week. <laughs> acknowledge. That's the era we in. The acknowledgement. You got to acknowledge. I got you. But y'all have a good night, man. Yeah, you too, man. Check, uh, check you later. Later. Oh, awesome. All right. That was, a, that was a pretty good discussion. So that was yeah. something different for our 200th episode. So. About how the golden era is the best era? I know, it's great. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so we got that. Let's hop over to the news for the week. Um, I know Garrett told me to take this out, but I left it in anyway. Um, is Edge all elite? 
No. No. It was he debunked it like after that story broke. Um, could it sitting have sitting in his rocking chair with a cup of coffee? Could it have been possible that Edge jumps to AEW or goes to AEW? Like it was a thing. He um uh, possible. He almost uh jumped before he resigned with WWE. Yeah. Could be a thing. I know everyone wants to see an Edge and Christian reunion in AEW and have them finished out there, but I don't I see Edge staying WWE. Like I said, he's got a contract extension sitting in his inbox. Yep. A lot of good stuff um going on with that. So hopefully we see more edge in the WWE ranks. I know there's some guys that he still wants to uh, work with, like um Sami Zayn and a few others. Um, all right. Um, apparently, WWE has got some cuts coming up on the horizon. Is there anyone on the roster that you guys don't see making it the rest of the year? Anyone that we don't see making it the rest of the year? Um, I would have to look at the like pay, like the money and everything. Um, Yeah, hmm. anybody that wouldn't make it, I, I think they're gonna cut a bunch of NXT talent that's not um, hacking it right now. Yeah, I mean, some people I haven't seen in like for is Cedric Alexander. Uh, I haven't seen Cedric in a while. Yeah, I haven't either. But he survived all those other cuts. I don't see him getting cut now. Um, trying to think. Hmm. I could see them cutting someone like Von Wagner. I don't feel like he's really doing anything. No, nah, he's. I don't really see anyone on the main roster right now that they could that would end up getting cut. Like I think it's gonna be more of like the the NXT guys that aren't really. You know, like I mean, to be fair, as long as Tazawa has a job, I don't really think it matters. Uh, yeah, they can't get rid of. Them. Also, I'm watching SmackDown currently, and they're doing like a Terry Funk like tribute match. And the only weapon that's been put in this match is a table. Terry Funk would be rolling in his grave if he knew. Who's in the match? Uh, it's a tag match. It's the Street Profits versus uh, uh. Brawling Brutes. I heard they um pretty much scrapped everything that they were doing for SmackDown tonight and just put everything, storylines and stuff on hold. Yeah. Can y'all hear me or no? Yeah, we can, we can hear, hear you now. now. Yeah, you cut it. Okay. Okay. 
not great. No. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I might have to switch over to a different headphones. Um, so, I don't really have, I didn't really put anything in here for um, a lot of stuff that's going to fall into our picture all in. Um, well, Heat Wave, Heat Wave was pretty good. It was, actually. I did I did get a chance to watch that. Um, that's one of the few things I actually got to watch. Um, that match with um, Trick Williams and Dragonoff was awesome. Heck yeah. Like that Trick was very impressive in that match. Yeah. And even, yep. the, even the main event with uh, Carmelo. Yep, um, Mello and Wesley. Yeah, that was a great match too. I didn't really think there was a bad match on that show. No, because even the uh, the mixed tag match was really good. Yeah. What's the other one? Freaking, yeah, was tag match. I I will tell you, uh, Lyra is awesome. I think she's gonna be really good. She gets called out. I'm saying it first before you do, Teres. Yeah, I've, I got to see more of her before I can. That really have. I've probably that. watched a little bit more than you have, anyway. Sue. So. Yeah, that's probably why. Um, that's like you need a Tyra Valkyrie character. Oh, let's uh, clear her Valkyria. <laughs> there we go. It's like we screwed up and we're trying to fix this our way. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. All right. Carl, you still with us? I am. If you can hear me, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. All right. Let's uh, let's get into our picks for All In and talk about that uh, going into this weekend, which is Sunday night, right? It should be it Sunday night. Is Sunday night, if I'm not mistaken. Probably um, Sunday afternoon. All right, yeah, I'm right. pretty sure it's Sunday because they still are doing a collision on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. All right, let's kick it off with the pre-show match. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole, baby, versus Aussie Open. Um, how do you guys feel about this matchup? Like, Do you think this is going to set up something for the main event for All-In? No. Um. But I do think that Aussie Open is going to retain their championships. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go with the turn. You think they're going to go with the turn? That's what I'm thinking. But I'm leaning towards Adam Cole turning on MJF. And possibly like walking out on MJF during this matchup, leaving you know him to get beat down by Aussie Open, and they retain, and then it goes into you know the main event later that night with like the question like is MJF going to be able to compete, and then you know he goes into the match and like either Adam Cole walks out with the title or MJF ends up retaining by some miracle after getting beat down by Aussie Open, which leads Adam Cole. Into chasing after that title from MJF. Yeah. 
Yeah. I will say uh, the ending of SmackDown was pretty good. I just fast forward it through most of it. Yeah. How they end it? They ended it with the uh, lights out, lantern in the middle of the ring, with a vignette thing on the screen of Bray. That's how they should. Yep, I mean that's how they opened it as well. They opened it with like everybody out there. So. Good Carl, stuff. Which, which, you get an I'm, I'm going with I'm going with Adam Cole and MJF one at a time. You're going with better than you, baby. Yeah. All right, so main card. There's another zero hour match too, I believe. Oh, oh. it's um, it's uh Jack Perry and uh Hook. Nobody cares about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just just letting you know it's on there. Okay. Yeah, this was one we cared about. Because Jack Perry is probably going to end up winning again anyway. E- probably. I think Taz right. just needs to come in and just win it. So we've got next match, trios match with uh, the Golden Elite, uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, Kota Ibushi taking on Bullet Club Gold, uh, members Jay White and Juice Robinson. Give me the Bullet Club. I'm going on. Gonna take the Golden Elite. I was kind of expecting more of like a singles match between Omega and Tesha. Of a, uh, I feel like they're holding it for something. It's got to be for all out. I guess. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't know. I definitely in. feel like they're holding it for something. I think it is this one of those things where they're trying to get as many people on the card as possible. Probably. Yep. Oh, and the other thing too, I thought great. Um, Grado was wrestling. Um. I haven't seen anything that said he was. I think he wrestled on like he's wrestled on like collision, maybe. I don't remember. I do remember seeing what you're talking about. Yeah, I thought they said. I thought I saw something that said Grado was supposed to be wrestling. I think he was supposed to be wrestling with Jeff Jarrett. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe who knows. Uh, next match here, coffin match. Um, Sting and Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Initially, it was supposed to be Swerve and AR Fox, but apparently Fox has some visa issues and he can't travel, um, which they waited till the last minute to do, so they wrote him out of the match uh, by having him get beat down on uh, Dynamite this week. Yes. And I'll- Everyone's cool with AR Fox again, even though he just beat down, you know, Darby's protege. So they're all cool with him. I'm telling you, if you got a dead father, stay away from Christian, man, because he'll, he'll take those low blows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going with Sting and Darby on this one. Yeah, that's the. Uh... It's it's designed to be that way. I'm going to stink. I'm gonna 
admit I'm copying Carl. All right, Stadium Stampede. Uh, Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends, Eddie Kingston, Penta, and a mystery partner since Phoenix is no longer in the match. Um, due to music be Hopefully, Pox healthy. That. Um, taking on the team of John Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, Weeder Yuta, Santana, and Ortiz, the returning Santana Ortiz, pride and powerful back and full force, and a mystery partner. It better be Chris Hero. Um, I'm taking the BCC Santana on Ortiz. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking whichever team uh, John Moxley's on. The better question, and it's the question we always ask: How long will it take before he bleeds? Uh, five minutes. <laughs> my favorite my favorite guess is he's bleeding before he comes out for the match starts <laughs> awesome alright next up we got the real world championship CM Punk against Samoa Joe um hmm. I'm going to take CM Um, I don't see Philip losing, so I guess I'm going Philip. Like, storyline-wise with this, it doesn't make sense for Pump to lose. Maybe uh, Jay Uso comes out? I was going to say, if he was fighting <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks, maybe. I'm honestly surprised they didn't continue with Ricky Starks. Like, why they just went, like, from... We technically suspended. He suspended for hanging out with Cody. Mm, yeah. Yeah, remember he's suspended for 30 days, so he's been uh, a manager. So I wonder if he'll come out as, like, Samoa Joe's manager just to fuck with Bunk. I do kind of like the pairing with him and Big Bill. Yes. Oh, that was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a like a Diesel Michaels type thing. If they could work in their favor if they actually knew how to do storylines correctly. All right. Uh, Trio's Championship, the acclaimed and daddy ass. No. In- incorrect. 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 Daddy ass is not showing up. Daddy ass is not showing up. Yeah. So who's it's the badass up? Billy Gunn. It's badass Billy Gunn. Yeah, what? I could tell you didn't watch AEW this week. Oh, I did not. I didn't get home till like ten o'clock. Yep. He said to, he said to, House of Black, that Daddy ass isn't showing up at all. In it's the badass Billy Gunn. So, which makes me believe the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunner winning this match. I'm going with House of Black. You said House of Black? Yeah, I'm going House of Black. 
Are you sleeping, Garrett? Nope. Sounds like you're snoring into the microphone. <sighs> nope. Just breathing. Are you like jerking off or something? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? This breathing, my ass. <laughs> it might be the breeze blown by my microphone system outside. I was gonna say it could also be. I, I bought a new microphone, so I have. I don't really know how good it is yet. You have to get one of those um, little foam things to put over it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Oh, all right. Women's championship. Sheeta defending against Britt Baker, Soraya, and Tony Storm. I think uh they're gonna fuck up and pay on Britt Baker. <laughs> See, you know what's funny? Is I also agree they're gonna fuck it up, but I think they're gonna fuck it up and put it on Soraya. Oh, I hope not. I hope not too, but I have a bad feeling. It's in her home country. Yeah. But do they like her in her home country? Yeah. If they didn't, I don't think she'd be on the card. I mean, her family's like wrestling royalty. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go Tony Storm. I mean, this is a fatal four way. Like Soraya could just lay down, and Tony could just win it. A feasible out. Yep. Right. Uh, the rubber match for the World Tag Team Championships FTR versus the Young Bucks. Give me fuck the revival. Uh, taking the Young Bucks on this one. I think they, they won the tag title. Can you hear me or no? Now we can. I'm copying it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and the main event, the AEW World Championship, Adam Cole versus MJF. Give me Adam Cole, baby. Take MJF. Carl, who you got? Me, MJ. Now I got like a weird echo in my. Thing. I don't know what's going on. But you got a weird echo? Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, that's going to do it for our all in preview and instant replay. Let's hop over to our uh, wrestler of the week. Uh, actually, my pick this week. 
I couldn't do just one. I had to do two. Um, but the way that this week has been going, um, I feel like that these two should be celebrated. And these are um, the two matches that I picked. So, of course, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt are the co-wrestlers of the week this week. Um, the match I picked for Terry Funk is Funk versus Sabu in the barbed wire match from Born to be Wired. And uh, Bray Wyatt... Um, I went with his uh, match with The Undertaker from WrestleMania 31. Both really good matches. Which, arguably, Bray should have won that match. Yeah. Hot take. Bray Wyatt should have been the one to end Undertaker's undefeated streak. Well, he had, his streak had already been ended at that point. I know, but I'm saying yeah, been the one. Brock shouldn't have done it. It should have been Bray. Alright, so that's uh, wrestler of the Wrestlers of the Week this week. Let's hop over to Garrett's Got Something New for Us. Worst, Better, Best. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd do something a little different than for our 200th episode. So basically what it is, is I'm going, it's basically got a, got a move and you have to tell me who has the worst the best and the better was. But obviously best is the best. Better is just kind of like, eh. And then who's got the worst? So to kind of get it started off is I started off with the spear with your picks being Reigns, Edge, and Goldberg. Um, the best would be Goldberg. Um... Better uh, would, I guess, be you said Roman Reigns. Yep. Surprised you didn't go with uh, Rhino. There's so many people I could have picked. Like I could have uh, honestly, I could have fucking put Braun Breaker in this list. <laughs> yeah. To me, no. Uh, Edge had like the worst looking spear of all time. Like <laughs> his spear doesn't look good at all. Like I could have put Lashley. I could have put. I think if you put Rhino on here. That would have been like instant, like fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, it's a gore. <laughs> I mean, it's still a spear. <laughs> I know. I know. I was just joking. But yeah, to me, I always thought Edge's spear like looked stupid, and he like isn't big enough to make it look cool. Um, I'm probably going to go, I'm just going to swap Reigns and Goldberg. I like Roman Spear a little better than Goldberg. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how I'd put it as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought like Goldberg's Spear was more, in, more intense, though. It's like, but, I mean, I guess maybe it's the people selling it. Um, yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So... The next one is the stunner. And I did Austin, Mikey Whipwreck, and Kevin Owens. Should have put the originator on here, man. John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace. Uh, Stone Cold had the best one. Not even close. This is actually probably the easiest one. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens and then Mikey Whipwreck. 
Um, I'm gonna go Austin, Whipwreck, and Owens. Yeah, that, that one was the easy one. I gave you Whipwreck. a layup. I don't know, Whipwreck. I don't know. It didn't look very devastating getting delivered by him. I think it's. I honestly think it's all in the selling too. Like everyone sold for Austin. Yeah. And the same thing with Owens. Like everyone sells for Owens. Yeah. That was a problem with Whipwrecks. Yeah, this Rick Rick didn't look as cool doing it. Like, well, we saw Austin look cool as hell doing it. And then Owens is kind of like a throwback to Austin. So, mm-hmm. All right. So the next move is the Samoan drop. And I put in here Umaga, The Rock, and Samoa Joe. There's a some people that do a lot better smoking drops. Uh, oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, oh, the best one I'll go with Umaga. I got it. Uh, Umaga yep. had that flip, like where he tossed mm-hmm. him back at you, then hit you with the smoking drop. Like that that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, then I'll go Samoa Joe, and then I'll go Rock. Glass, because I mean, don't get me wrong, rocks look pretty good, but it wasn't never like, oh my god, he hit the Samoan drop type thing. I completely agree with that same order. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, five star frog splash RVD, Eddie Guerrero. And D'Lo Brown. Hmm, this is a little tougher. Um, a lot tougher. I couldn't make them all easy. Yeah. Huh. Go, Eddie. RVD and then D-Lo. Yeah, I probably go. I probably feel the same way as Chris. Man, I like D-Lo. I like D-Lo's. I like D-Lo. D-Lo had like the head shake beforehand, and he he wore the like little vest too that made it look cool. But our RVD, especially like in ECW, like dude, he used to get so much hype. Yeah, RVD, I him. would definitely say had the best one. Um, but Eddie Guerrero, like his form, like Eddie Guerrero's form was just like, like almost perfect every time. Like, I don't think he ever like hit a frog splash where I was like, eh, he half-assed it, you know? Yeah. That's like, it just R- looked good. RVD's frog splash was like, it doesn't matter where the person was in the ring, he could still hit it. And he always adjusted himself mid-air to compensate for, you know, the position that the person was in, like if they weren't exactly in the right spot. Yeah. And then D'Lo had that nice crotch chop when he was um, hitting the, when I was in midair, too. Yeah. yeah. But, like, iteration. but uh, Eddie Guerrero just looked sexy. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was like, he hit, he hit it, like, it just looked good. Yep. That's a, looked that's like a pro. About, uh, Kidman shooting star press. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Next one is the Chokeslam 
I did Big Show, Undertaker, and Kane. This is actually the easiest one, probably. Uh, <laughs> Kane is by far the best. Um, followed by uh, the Big Show, and then I'd go Undertaker. <laughs> Scott Hall, the Hurricane Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, probably Undertaker, Kane, and Big Show. You think uh, Undertaker's coat slam was better than Kane's? Yeah. I, I, this, I don't know. To me, like, uh, Undertaker never got enough height on the, his opponent when he did it. Like, Kane seemed like he, you know, lifted him up until, like, eternity and then slammed him down. And then the same thing with, like, Big Show. He got, like, a little bit more height in his coke slam than the Undertaker did. Oh, but to be fair, to be fair, Undertaker, like, versus, like, larger opponents most of the time than Kane and yeah. Big show. I would say I probably agree with Carl's list. Not going to lie. If I were to be making one. All right. Our last, but certainly not least, is the elbow drop off the top rope. We got <laughs> Macho Man... Philip Brooks and HBK. This is another one that's kind of easy. Um, Macho Man, especially like uh, when he was in WWF and they had the. Uh, it's not like. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's probably people taking photos, but the like, lights that they use to make it look like people are taking photos. It's like, dude, every time he hit that, it, it just, I don't know, it was amazing. Like, larger than life uh, type thing. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'll go with him best. Uh, and then... Um, I'd probably go HBK. Who who was the third one? Who was who was the third one, Garrett? I don't I don't say his name, but his his actual name is Punk. Okay, yeah, Punk. Uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels over Punk. Definitely. I'm gonna go the same. Mainly because Punk's is more of a homage to Savages, and not really like his own take on it. Because he literally does like the two finger point, you know, up before you know he drops the elbow. Where Michaels has his own like own thing that he does, like when he's mid air, you know, he'll slap his arm and then drop the elbow. So it's something like unique to him. And you know, Savage, of course, the, the original. With the elbow drop. Sounds good to me. Awesome. All right. Where's better best? That was pretty cool. That was good. That, yeah. that was something different we could try. Have... Drop over to <laughs> <laughs> There's a few other ones I could do. 
whole next week. The problem is also like you, some people's are like finishers, and then for some people, it's like a signature move, and then for other people, it's just like a random ass move. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, I could do like a DDT, but like, how many people actually have a DDT as a finisher? Not many. You know, but there are some. You have to do um Jake Dreamer and Raven. Yeah, uh, there's a couple other people I could throw in there that I think you might be inclined to say something a little different, but you know, we'll see when we get there. Nope. Um. All right. Uh. No holds barred. You guys got anything for this week? Uh, I was just waiting for football. Waiting for football. I was telling Chris. Uh. I just got out of my draft before we came went live. So, oh yeah. Fantasy draft. Oh, here, I got a great, great thing for you. So my brother and one of his leagues, they go, they they always plan a trip somewhere. They all meet together and they do the draft like live together, wherever. Yeah. So this, so this year they actually went to, uh, I don't know where they went in Tennessee, but they're in Tennessee. I think they're in Nashville, actually. I don't remember. And, uh. They wanted to do something for their draft order. They, you know, you want to pick your draft order. So they mm-hmm. decided to <laughs> to do a mechanical bull ride, and whoever la- whoever was on there the longest got to pick where they wanted to go, and then they go down the order. So that's what they did. Awesome. I thought it was funny. I mean, that's a good way to do it. A good fair way to do it. Oh yeah. Actually, uh, I, I went last uh, this time. I actually like going last. Last isn't bad. Last is not bad. I am currently in one of my football leagues. I don't know if I'm going to do the other one. But in the one, I'm third. But what sucks about that one, not necessarily a bad way, but it's a little different, is it's a two-quarterback league, so you have to draft two quarterbacks, and you have to draft one early. Do y'all uh, not do the taker, or do y'all just add the extra uh, position? No, 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 no. It's just extra. It's just d- double. Everything else is the same. Two wide receiver, uh, two running back. Um, two, two flex, I think. One flex, two. I think it's two. And then, uh, um, yeah. Defense kicker, tight end, all the fun stuff. We have, we have fun with it. Yeah. Is it 10 or 12, man? 10. 10. Yep. Winner, winner of the league wins. Is gonna win seven hundred this year. I got uh I got Justin Fields uh as my QB one. Nice. Hopefully he turn turns out all right. He'll be. One had a one had an eight team uh one had an eight team uh draft so it was like everybody's got good players you know it just wow. depends on yeah I've done eight teams before. Yep. College football starting tomorrow. Couple games. 
Nice. Uh, but the, I guess the main week one is next next weekend. Next week. But uh, any games you're looking forward to coming up? Or we can talk about it next week, I guess. We'll talk I know you're not looking week. forward to. I know you're not looking forward to Vanderbilt Hawaii tomorrow, but I'll be watching. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. Any uh, movies or anything, Chris? Um, nothing really, honestly. Like hotel review or anything. <laughs> I mean, I've been in international here in Morrisville, North Carolina, right down from the airport for almost two weeks. Um, I mean, still waiting for insurance to you know cut the check so we can get the electrical box that fixed so we can get back in the house. Um, I and there's definitely something to say about doing a podcast by a pool. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I do have some pickups for the week. I mean, I got the um, Lucha Libre, Legends of Lucha Libre Fanatico, who's Ultimo Dragon figure, which actually looks really nice. I forgot to bring it downstairs right, to uh, open that up. It's awesome. And then, uh, by uh, Gobbly Gooker and Undertaker Survivor Series Amazon exclusive pack shipping and should be delivered on Sunday. That's sweet. I ended up bumping it up like a bump, so I'm pretty psyched for that. Super excited. Um, that's pretty much it. Top of all that, um, picked up posters for Triangle TerrorCon this week. They came out. Amazing. They are pretty awesome. Super, super pumped. Like I may have freaked out a little bit. The staples, the kid was kind of looking at me funny. <laughs> yeah, it does look. The fire does look pretty good there. I, I put a lot of work into that, and it came out really well in the posters. I got excited when I unrolled them and looked at them. Like, Damn. <laughs> I do want to say, Chris, um, since we're live on a podcast, uh, uh, I saw uh, Chris's family this week, and um, man, I haven't seen uh, the little one since he was like actually little. So I felt really old on Monday. So that's a thing. It's funny, too, because I was going to go to that store, but I ended up going to Carrie West first and then um, backtracking. Yeah. I felt really old. I need you to understand this. <laughs> Dude, four years old, and he's a little jerk. I mean, to be fair, I remember when he wasn't around, so. Yeah. driving me nuts today, but <laughs> they're on like a whole other level since I woke up this morning. Finished up like their first week of school, so they were like pumped to get into yeah. the hotel pool. 
lot of. At least you get the pool. At least you get the pool. Like just make them swim. Yeah, so they fall asleep. Really, only the best part about being here is having the pool. Lots of fun. Kids are so enjoying it. The rest of us are like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. But it's cool, though. I mean, it is what it is. We get everything situated. Awesome. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else for the world bar. I don't think you guys got anything else. That's it. Go ahead and hop over the theme of the week. End it like we do every other week. Uh, Garrett, your pick for theme of the week this week. What we got? There's only one theme to pick. I mean, there's no other theme to pick. It's got to be Braze. It's the only thing it can be. And don't don't ask me which ones. You know which one to pick. <laughs> I know the the first one, Wyatt Family one. Thank you. Yeah. Now don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There, I don't think Bray honestly has a bad team. But no. when you think of Bray, you think of the original themes. That, that's what I think of all the time. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for us then. So we appreciate you guys. 200 episodes. Hell yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening each and every week. Check us out. Sharing us. Sharing podcasts with other people. Liking the posts, comments, all that fun stuff. Um, want to thank Garrett and Carl uh, for joining me every week on here as well. Guys, it makes it a lot better than me sitting here for 45 minutes to talk. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna shave uh, so next week I can be on uh, video. <laughs> oh no, you always look weird. Well, I don't have the I don't have the like accessories to my shaver, so like you can't. Make trim it and make it look good. Sorry, I, I didn't have to have like a big burly beard or like no beard. You know what the funny thing is? Is I just thought you were gonna tell tell uh, tell the audience that you're gonna put pants on for once so you could be on camera. But <laughs> actually, I got I got pants on. I'm actually wearing my work shirt too, so I probably can't show that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> probably not a good idea. So. I do like this power pump. Nice. Yeah, I got this awesome Donkey Kong shirt. It's great. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um, as always, make sure you guys check us out on social media. Um, everything. Russell Gun Pod. One D or two not that hard to find um, and also check out the Triangle Terracon um, TriangleTerracon.com um, you can take it on there as well I'm not going to be in the Armory in Durham, North Carolina 
on the street. Um, and also head over to our shop at WrestleGeddon. Headbubble.com slash people slash WrestleGeddon pod. Um, pick up all your awesome merch. Patented Charlotte Flair shirt. Splash out. Only place you can find that. And a couple of things up too. So definitely check that out. Um, that's it. So uh, we'll check you guys next week. Later, Marcus. Garrett, you got that quote? Well, I don't have a quote. Hold on. I got you. I'm not prepared for this. Oh my god, dude. Ruined it. I'm sorry. Now that song's playing over it. <laughs> oh, actually, do we, we're not going to have a song, right? Because we're, we're doing this like a live. This is like a live stream. Live, but I'll edit it and put stuff in for the audio version. Uh, okay, I guess. So now we're just looking like idiots, dude, on live. <laughs> <laughs> on what? Facebook or YouTube? Something like that? Uh, on Facebook. The Facebook page and the YouTube page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look like yeah, idiots, yeah. dude. You fucked it up. That's okay. I know. Nobody watched. I'm the entire time, and then they stopped watching after like ten minutes. <laughs> you said we had one viewer. Yeah. Oh man. On Facebook or YouTube? I don't know. It just tells me there's how many people. I got you. <laughs> Oh well. Uh, we might pick up heat. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I just figured um, I'd try out Street Yard. Yeah. Seems to be like a bird. Sight for a Not bad. I don't mind the video. It's less work we got here. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll end it this way. You'll marvel at my size as I put it between your thighs. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Your shoulder and quote. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. All right, yeah. Later, y'all. All right. Later.